This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Finding high-quality mental health care can be daunting and exhausting. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, depression, insomnia, stress, grief, big life changes, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can now use FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. Hi, it's Dave here, and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. And you're listening to The Cinema, where we walk to the movies and then we walk home from the movies. Uh, but we're not walking today. We're sitting down because we got an Uber because it's raining. It's raining, and we are in lovely Everyman Cinema, which is a really nice bar, having a drink. Yeah, um, and which we have about for us because we don't get out much. We have about two minutes to do this because the movie's about yeah, to really. actually start. Uh, as in, like we are twenty minutes past the bill time, so ads yeah. are going to end any second. So, so we're quickly. going to see Crazy Rich Asians, which is really exciting because there's never normally any big budget rom coms out. Um, and I have said a lot in the past that I love rom-coms um, this is based on a book which is really popular which I've not read and Dave's not read either um, and I guess notably for this movie what's really exciting about it is that it's the first all Asian cast uh, led movie to be released in cinema in something like over 25 years which is mad when you think about it I think it's so amazing to finally see like a minority getting this kind of attention because rich people don't get enough <laughs> movies about them don't you think yeah yeah no. like what are they like what are rich people I like um, but yeah so and it's really cool because I mean the Slash Film Podcast which is a podcast we really like did a huge conversation on this movie and um, they were saying how uh, the writers and creators of this movie were offered a humongous amount of money from Netflix to put this on Netflix and they turned it down and took a financial risk because they wanted this story to be told like with the knowledge and cast in cinemas because they felt like it was really important to hit that wide audience and to prove that a diverse cast can be successful and it's been a humongous box office success which is really cool um, in the same year that Black Panther's been the highest grossing movie of the year as far as I know, it's currently the 12th biggest grossing movie of the year in the USA. Yeah, that's amazing. That's and particularly cute. for this genre. Um, and I know it's like a, an inbuilt fan base from the books, but it's obviously more than that. Anyway, it's at like 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm really hoping I like it because I like everything it stands for in terms of um, what the filmmakers you know, strove to do and in terms of the fact that they agree- they went with the all diverse cast because there was talks of originally having the, you know, the female lead being white and all the rest of it. Um, but I just hope I actually enjoy it as a rom-com as well. You know that that deal was mi- worth millions and millions to the um, to the 
writer and it was a three picture deal guaranteed money with and he with Netflix and he rolled the dice on the on the, I love it. on the box so cool. office well, and I mean he did well because um, it, was, yeah, it didn't backfire I said it could have backfired oh it could have backfired and it yeah. didn't so an amazing gamble amazing. and uh, an amazing cultural milestone and then milestone. let's just hope the movie's yeah. good right okay. alright let's bye. go bye March we've been dating for over a year now and I think it's about time people met my beautiful girlfriend what about us taking an adventure east like Queens Singapore Colin's wedding don't you want to be my family? I hardly know anything about them. Every time I bring them up, it changes the subject. Maybe his parents are poor and he has to send them money. Let's take a bag and get you checked into first class. Nick, we can't afford this. So your family is rich? We're comfortable. That is exactly what a super rich person would say. Right, we're back. We're uh, walking the rainy, wet streets of Walton. <laughs> and uh, we've seen crazy rich Asians... We're walking. Uh, we're kind of walking nowhere. We're walking aimlessly. Yeah, we're until walking we can get to, an Uber. to chat about the movie, and then we're getting an Uber home. Stop and, raining. Uh, there's this one street we always, when we're in this town, walk down to do our podcast, and somebody's going to come out someday and say, "What are you two doing? <laughs> Who are you, and why do you walk down our street talking about movies?" Back but anyway, and forth. Back, Dave. Thoughts on Crazy Rich Asians? I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, for me, the measure of a a rom-com is does it have the rom and does it have the com yeah good measure um, and usual measurement for me this had this had the rom and it also had the com okay um, now it's not a great movie and I for me this isn't like one of the this is ne- not going to be one of the all time classics uh, I don't think this movie is going to be remembered for um its originality it won't be remembered for uh, its uh, iconic visuals or its brilliant characters I think the the characters and the plot and uh, there was nothing I really hadn't seen before except maybe the setting I'd never seen an entire film set in Singapore filled with rich people so that was quite entertaining I thought Um, well and also original in the fact that it's an all Asian cast which we never see in English language movies yeah but hang on well, I guess for an English language English movie. English language movie, but, that's what I'm saying. But that's a the Hollywood thing. movie. It's like for a, for a Hollywood it's movie. It's a Hollywood movie, yeah. But like, everyone's making such a big deal out about, out about that. But I'm like, hang on, we've been watching movies with all Asian cast for years. It's called Asian cinema. Yeah, but Dave, that's not the point. There's lots of people who live in like English-speaking countries who are never represented on screen. And a huge part of this movie is talking about the difference between Asian people who live in Asia versus Asian people of immigrant families who live in white countries and how and how this movie I guess will serve those people but I thought okay okay but we, we are veering off the topic veering slightly off topic. but I will say I thought that this movie would well, I, well first of all I didn't know what this movie was about or what it was going to be but I thought it was going to be more about those people about the underrepresented um Asian immigrants of America and really the main character is is in that demographic but the rest of the, it's it's just all it's Singaporean people so this could have just been a Singaporean movie funded by Singapore I mean the whole thing really looked like it was funded by the Singaporean tourist board um so for me it didn't quite feel like the landmark um yeah, but it's not going to feel like that to you. You're a white man. Of yeah, course I, it's not going to feel landmark to you. You're represented I in guess. every film that you've probably ever seen. 
No, I think white men are underrepresented. <laughs> anyway, cinema. anyway, yeah. sorry, no. My thoughts I, on the movie. No, no, I'm sorry. Can I finish? Okay, sorry. you've um, gone into specifics. I, not, you're not no, you, you review took here. me off the. You took me off the. I didn't take you off anything. Off the mark. It's all your fault. Um, no, sorry, I, I went a bit sidetracked. I like. I liked the movie. I, as I said, it's not. It's not the most original thing. I pretty much you'll. You've pretty much seen this movie before in a million guises. However, um, Constance Wu, who plays the lead character, I thought was incredibly likable. I really enjoyed her throughout. Um, Henry Golding, who plays her uh, romantic partner, was excellent. In the, uh, uh, not excellent, but I thought he was really good, really believable. I believe them as a couple. I cried at the end. Really? Um, I did, yeah. And... Um, I, I I bought into them and uh, they're surrounded by various silly characters and I got quite a few giggles out of it. Yeah, so I... Um, like, certainly elements of it I enjoyed. Like, and I think it's an overall enjoyable cinema experience. I don't think it's amazing. Um, I think it's interesting that Netflix were originally trying to get it because parts of it felt like a TV movie to me in terms of the melodrama and the yeah. some of the use of music. But again, I agree with you. I really like Constance Wu. I think she's like amazing. Um, I didn't like her partner as much. I felt like he was too charming, which can, can often be said of a rom-com star, but to the point where he was flirting with his mother, right? Like every scene with his mother, he was flirting with her, which I thought was really <laughs> weird. Um, and I think it's unusual to start a rom-com with a couple who are already together and happy and so for me it's like I don't know I'm a little bit more interested in when people aren't together and watching them get together is that just like a personal taste thing Um, so you're kind of just waiting for the inevitable moment when his family messes it up for them Um, and I enjoyed watching a movie set in Singapore um, purely because we've been there and it's fun to see a movie set somewhere where we went to Singapore like a long time ago um, maybe seven, eight years ago when we were going to Australia we stopped to Singapore for a few days and like Singapore is, such, is a crazy rich city and it's a weird city because there's so much opulence and then two streets away there's like there's poverty but it's it's a very rich country and it's, it's a really interesting place and we we went to Raffles Hotel when we were there which is like the most famous hotel and like very famously in Raffles you go for an afternoon tea we couldn't even afford that we went to Raffles and I remember you got one beer and I got a cup of tea and it was like 50 quid and I remember that because I wrote my dad a postcard from Raffles because Somerset Maughan used to stay there my dad really likes him and I was like we're in Raffles and I got a cup of tea and Dave got a beer and like in this movie they're just staying in Raffles like that's how rich they are Um, and I did enjoy watching the opulence but also I always find that kind of gaudy opulence stuff a little bit disconcerting and and I don't really like it. Um, like, oh yeah, I mean, I if, you th- very if you think about it for one second, it's disgusting. yeah, it's really gross. Um, and then also, it has like lots of common tropes of this kind of romantic genre in that, like, she's poor. Now, to call her poor when she's an NYU professor, right, of economics, so like, she's probably pretty, you know, okay for herself. Um, she's poor. I use that in inverted commas. And um, and he's like a prince. You know, essentially, he's like the Prince of Singapore, though he's not officially royalty, but he's like from the richest family in Singapore. So all that's kind of like, by the by... Um, it's the Princess Diaries. Yeah, it's anything. No, no, the Princess Diaries, she turns out to be a princess. It's not the Princess Diaries. Oh, Cinderella. Fine, I've, I've never seen it's it. It's Cinderella. <laughs> um, it's the opposite of the Princess Diaries. Now, there were some plots in there that I really enjoyed, like... Um, Hang so, on, do you want to say that for spoilers? Oh, oh yeah, maybe... Well, the woman who stars in Humans, it's her name Gemma Chan? 
she's in this and her plot was my favourite plot actually I really enjoyed her plot of her being the wealthy woman and the husband that she had who felt emasculated by her wealth I enjoyed how that plot played out and I really enjoyed how our expectations were a little bit um, uh, our expectations were kind of played on with the grandmother character so I quite enjoyed that as well um, and I really like Aquafina, who played her friend character. She's in Ocean's 8, but she had a lot more to do in this movie than she did in Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8, she was good, but like a bit underutilised, but she's very funny. She made me laugh. Yeah. She's fun- I've never seen her in anything yeah, yeah. before. I, I really don't know who her. she is, but she was uh, funny. Yeah, so look, I did enjoy it. I'm glad we went to see it. It's not like the last time we went to the cinema together, we went to see Ant-Man, and I was like raging that we'd wasted an evening with the babysitter. So yeah, I did enjoy it. Um, it was an easy watch. It was it? an easy watch. Now, I won't probably go to the sequel... But I'm happy for them that they're getting a sequel because it felt like a big celebration. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. well I'm sure it is with the mountain money. Well it's a made. series of books I read. Yeah. Um so yeah, no, I definitely I'm happy for Again, them. Sorry. I enjoyed it. And there was a definitely the scene you mentioned that you cried at, at the end. I didn't cry, but I liked the scene. I thought it was good. Let's yeah. move on to spoiler street, spoiler street and talk about yeah. um spoiler spoiler. Yeah, first of all, do you want to talk about your first new favourite actor? We haven't we haven't left this street, so it's still the same street we're on. <laughs> I'm pulling back the curtain a bit here. And just spoiler Street. Crazy I, spoiler Street's not actually a, a street. Do, do you think people know that? I think they don't know. So we should cut this bit out of the podcast. It's d- um, so come on, tell us metaphor. about your new favourite actor. Dave's so excited about this. Oh yeah, so it turns out, right, that um, this guy, Henry Golding, who plays the male lead in this, um, has only ever been in one other movie. This is... <laughs> His, this was his first movie and his second movie is A Simple Favour which I saw with my friend Andrew last week and that was our last episode um, and we didn't mention him at all um, in that episode and we, you know anytime we finish an episode of the Cinemile we turn off the recorder and I don't know if anyone knows this but we keep talking about the yeah. movie because I don't know because you just do because you're talking about it all night as like after we saw Lady Bird right that night I'm not joking we argued about it for another 20 minutes at home <laughs> <laughs> over dinner um, and I was like we're deranged we need to so Lady Bird is not allowed to be uh spoken about in our house and anymore. side note thank you everyone we got so much feedback on that we episode we've never had as much feedback about an episode as we have had about Ladybird, which we just did like on the fly one evening from a twitter poll because we couldn't get to the cinema and I reckon we got maybe 50-60 responses about that message yeah, people like to hear us yeah, argue apparently um, so sorry we're not arguing about this movie so but yeah so I was uh, so me and Andrew were still talking about the the movie and then we realised we'd never mentioned this guy Henry Golding who's the main lead the well, male lead in that fair, movie it's, it's Blake Lively in Anna Kendrick's movie though. yeah they're the yeah. star but he's the male lead and he's got a pr- pretty prominent role in that and what I was going to say so no spoilers for a simple favour but Henry Golding's really bad in that movie <laughs> like like and no, no offense of him in this movie, to the though. guy because um, I don't know. Well, I don't know. He's probably a nice guy, and I and I don't like. I I never like like being mean about somebody's performance because that's their career or whatever. You don't like but, to be mean about it, but you're deliberately bringing up the fact that you weren't mean last time because you didn't get it in <laughs> yeah, your last. Review. But I forgot to say that he was shit. <laughs> and, uh, no, sorry. No, um, he yeah he was he d- he wasn't good in that movie. Um, and I, I don't know is it his fault or it's the way the part was written or was he miscast or the fact that he was playing against Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively who were are much better actors than him um, well as we said this is only his second movie it's, that's his second movie so, yeah. so I'll give the guy some credit and obviously this will probably 
you I mean, know. he's in two huge movies this year. I'm sure he's very pleased with his yeah, career. Yeah, I've seen him. He doesn't really I've care what you have to, to say. But anyway. He's I, only, we long, only see movies starring him from now on, okay? Long, <laughs> and we track his performance. Anyway, I just didn't buy him. He didn't. He wasn't right for that role. But this role, I really liked him. I So I thought he was I thought he was great as... Um, as he's the like charming a lead, yeah, like he's charming, romantic and good-looking. lead, like he's fine, like he he is a charming, good-looking guy. But I just felt like I bought he, him. He was endearing. He was sincere. He wasn't interesting enough to me, like to like to carry a movie and to have a woman like of her stature who is that intelligent and amazing. Yeah, but that's not Henry's fault. The character wasn't <laughs> well written. The character was just he flirted with his mom in every scene they were together, <laughs> and every scene where he was with his like friends his male friends was excruciating like I was nearly hiding my face in my hands when the when the bros were hanging out I I'm, couldn't handle it I'm glad you brought that up because one of the weakest parts of this movie is the dialogue the, yeah the dialogue's the, not good the screenplay's not very good and it wasn't adapted by the guy who wrote the book I saw in the credits and again I'm trashing somebody's work here which I don't like to do you're not trashing anyone's work you're well, just somebody, saying you don't like somebody the wrote the screenplay but I personally and I, I, I liked the movie the um, but some of the dialogue was absolutely dreadful, and in particular, it was those bits. Any there's a, there's a, that that scene where they have the stag party, and the the guy from Silicon Valley who's great, whose name I forget, uh, is the sort of the crazy Apple. groomsman who. Why is he? Why is he friends with him? They try to write it off. Yeah, they anyway. basically keep saying how they don't like him, and yet he's a groomsman at the Stu- wedding. Stupid. That was just stupid. Um, and then they fly off and have their own private uh, little bachelor party. Just the, just the best man and the groom. Uh, and all the dialogue there was just dreadful. We're talking like soap opera level stuff. Like it was bold and the beautiful. Like It was really dude, bad. Dude, I can't believe it. That's so amazing that you're going to propose to her. I'm also, so okay, happy for you that out, you're in love. They're at a three-day stag party in the middle of nowhere on a boat. And in this particular scene, they're on a raft, right? The best man and the groom. And the best man, who's the boyfriend, pulls an engagement ring out of his swimming trunks pocket and is like, I'm going to propose to her. Oh, yeah. He's like, why is the ring in your pocket? Like, surely you would be back in Raffles Hotel it? in your safe. Like, seriously, this is ridiculous. And honestly, why did he bring it on the stag party? Even how rich he was, it was not even that nice a ring. So, yeah, that was really bad. Um, and I mentioned Great that there was point. like melodramatic music that I wasn't into. But then there was um, two cool musical bits I liked, which was they had Material Girl montage, which I, I always love, um, like a fashion montage. So that was fun. And then they had a montage to Yellow, but both of the songs were, I think, in Chinese. Um, Probably Cantonese. Okay, so that was quite cool. Anyway, I enjoyed that. As in, I think I, I say Cantonese because that's the language that was mentioned. Yeah, they did mention mm-hmm. that. Um, and in terms of because we're on Spoiler Street now, the grandmother defying expectations. Because when she came out, she was so cute. She's like the cutest old woman. People in the audience, she went, nah! and then at the end, she's like this horrible old bitch. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Oh, I think I missed that. You bit. missed that scene, yeah. Um, and I really liked the idea behind. Um, so the mother-in-law character, who we love from Star Trek. I really love the idea Michelle Yeo yeah Michelle Yeo of her repeating the sins of her own mother-in-law I I thought that was like a genuinely interesting story and came to a lovely conclusion at the end so that part that was the part of it I probably and I like most enjoyed in terms of there was an actual message to it and I like that they they resolved that with just showing that the green ring was all we needed just to see that that was lovely that was a lovely touch um and and I like that they never spoke again. It was just a look, and that yeah. like that kind of subtlety, um, they really nailed. And and, and like th- so so fair play to the screenwriters there. Cause that and there was no even huge on. confrontation between them before that. Just the mo- the mother in law said really horribly to her and quite quietly, 
you will never be enough and just walked off and that is so harsh uh, it was horrific it was much worse than like it was much kind of deeper than like a silly movie like remember that movie with him um, what was that movie with Jennifer um, J-Lo and was it Jane Fonda Jennifer was her mother-in-law monster-in-law oh Jenny from the block <laughs> yeah Jenny from the block sorry I'm really tired um, yeah like that was just such a you know, you know when there's such out and out like like people not getting on like it never rings as true um, and then I did enjoy and again like obviously we can't really speak to it like the immigrant experience in terms of like this woman is Chinese American and people keep kind of bringing that up as in you're not really Chinese or you're not really Asian and Aquafina explicitly um, references like something that I've never heard before which where she calls her says they think you're a banana yellow on the outside white on the inside which I've never heard before um, so I think that to have someone talking about that experience in a movie is really interesting. Um, and again, I know it's not one that that we're really like that we really know about. But I did enjoy in the Slash Film podcast when um, David Chen was talking about that because he's Chinese American and he said he felt like it was the only time he's ever seen like the, specifically the Chinese American experience represented like that in a big movie and like that was really powerful. But okay, I, I, I'm gonna quickly touch on my same point again this isn't about the Chinese American experience no, no, it it's tangentially no no but the main character yeah. it's being referenced to her it's not a whole movie about that it's just part of more other plots which is why it's a mainstream block- blockbuster and not you know like a small movie about like one person's isolated experience so yeah I thought that was good and like overall like I mean I don't know if we've much else to say to it there was parts when I was a little bit bored um, well, I like okay. a lot of the opulent <clears throat> montages of oh here's money or here's people like spraying champagne I'm just like eh, whatever that doesn't really appeal to well, me but you know why um, and I know exactly what you mean because I I wasn't quite bored because it was like I found it quite visually stimulating enough but it, it was very w- colourful it, but there but there were large moments with no conflict or tension yeah. the reason being she hadn't met the mother yet or she had met her briefly but the real the real conflict is between Rachel and the mother uh, like you said, the couple are happ- happy throughout. Yeah. Like they love each other. There's no, never any conflict there. So it's between Rachel and the mother, and it's between the family. And for him, it's his choosing between his family and and Rachel, which and is that not really plays out either. in maybe ten minutes. Like they break up and then immediately yeah. get back together is basically how it so, ends. So the movie's never really, you know, re- it, it does build to a conflict, but it takes a long time yeah. to get there. And before that, it's very much just. Visit Singapore, <laughs> yeah. isn't it great? Yeah. Isn't it is. being rich fabulous? Yeah. It Which just made me laugh because our <laughs> Singapore experience was so different from this one. But like we we kind of saw this opulence, but we were like, and like we weren't there like in a hostel. We I remember we were in like a kind of three star hotel on a the outskirts star, of the yeah. city, and like we were just like, oh, we'll go to Raffles for an hour and like buy a postcard. So I was interested in that sense of like the real opulence of Singapore, but then then I just find that a little bit dull after a while you know there's only so much like wealthy montages you can watch I also find it very strange that he had a sister and then they just never mentioned her in the movie I'm like are they what saving her for the sequel yeah. because they had that that absolutely embarrassing opening <laughs> yeah, the scene. opening was bad that's one of the worst scenes so for anyone who hasn't seen ever it, committed to cinema because I know some people like to listen to Sporter Street when they haven't seen the movie um, it opens with London 1995 and the mother at the time walks in with her young son and daughter into a hotel and she's like we've booked the master suite and the hotel's like oh honey no don't you mean you no, want to go to like, Chinatown think of the most cliched like uh, British upper class 
um, hotelier. It's basically and it's like, a bit of the pretty Madam, woman shopping scene. No, it's exactly that. Yeah, it's but but without any of the sense. Like she was a prostitute walking into um, whatever West Rodeo Avenue. Drive, yeah. Well, like that. This that like, that made sense. This was a this was a woman. It were, a rich woman a walking rich, into a hotel. A rich woman wearing magnificent clothes walking in with her family. Who had a reservation. Yeah. Who, had a, who had a reservation <laughs> in her own name. Yeah, and they were like, like no. Why would... Why, like, why, I don't believe... And may, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. Maybe I'm wrong, cause, but I don't believe that in London in 1995, in a top-end, one of the best hotels in London, allegedly that every single one of the staff members would be racist towards Asian people. As in, specifically. As in specifically, get out of our hotel. To the point where he and said... She says, can I phone my husband? And they're like, no, get out. And then she and phones like, her husband. And they're like, I bet you'll find some accommodation in Chinatown. And then she shows, she comes in again and it's like, I've bought the hotel. Ha ha, clean the floor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, like whoa. I mean, to be fair, that is fun. S- no, like, it's wouldn't not. It be lovely? It's stupid. Wouldn't it be lovely if a waiter was really horrible to you in a restaurant and you went out and you came back and you're like, I bought the restaurant, fuck off, you're fired. Yeah, but the problem <laughs> is, the problem is that scenario doesn't exist. It, it was only exists. the pretty woman scene because she comes back yeah. in and says, big mistake, huge. That only exists in movies and we've seen it so many times. It just was a bit of a cold open and I think it particularly probably didn't play well because like we're in London. So everyone's going, huh? But anyway, back to back to the point. The... In that scene, there's a bo- there's a brother and a sister, and they're both like what ten and eight. Oh and wait, we- maybe Anissa wasn't the sister. Maybe Anissa was the cousin, Gemma Chan. No, because they reference a sister, don't oh, they? Oh yeah, at some yeah. Stage? I think so. No? Anyway, now we're just being. Really I don't know. Please boring. tweet us <laughs> anyone who's seen this. Yeah. Was there a sister? Why <laughs> wasn't? So, where why was she? wasn't she mentioned? Um, but yeah, I think we need to wrap up. Look, definitely nice movie. Happy I saw it. Won't be going to see the sequel. You will you watch the second and thirds? No, no, I'm kind of done as well. Yeah, like I, or at least like I. Do you know I probably would watch them on Netflix? Ironically, <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> like. I know. I'm not. I'm not going to pay. I, I'm not in for the trilogy here. I don't care. I, don't, I can't even I, see. I know what I'm going to do. I'm wait for the trilogy to come out on Blu-ray, and I'm going to buy it so I get all the special features as well. Of like, <laughs> here's how many cars we destroyed in the making of these opulent scenes. Destroyed. <laughs> you know the way no they always spend destroyed. all these money in these sorts of things. Hang on, it's not the Fast and the Furious. No, um, okay well anyway thanks for listening crazy fast crazy furious thanks for listening we need to get home next freezing and um, please if you haven't already done so or I just got a new iPhone 6 and on any new iPhone are you plugging your new I'm iPhone I'm not plugging it but any iPhone 6 by or above if you want to give a rating to a podcast all you have to do is click into the podcast and literally just click on the stars it's that easy it's not you don't have to search for it like you to do in the old apps so please if you listen to us because we have a lot of listeners and um, I'm sure apparently over 50% of all podcast listens come from iTunes so the numbers don't quite add up in terms of listeners versus how many ratings we have so if you do listen would you please go into your iTunes and give us a 5 star rating it will take you like 3 seconds um, but it really helps us and obviously we do this podcast for free so we don't ask for much in return that's all we ask for and we would be very appreciative if you wanted to write a review but you don't have to really all we want is the 5 stars and you can talk to us we talk back That makes it sound like we <laughs> <laughs> we talk back. We'll we sometimes we don't take no for an answer. We uh, we we will talk. We like we love talking to you guys. Check um, on Twitter. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook at the Cinemile. Uh, come say hi and uh, let us know what you thought of Crazy Rich Asians if you saw it. Or what you think of Dave's favorite new actor, Henry Golding. Yeah. I love you, <laughs> but I also hate you. Depending on which one of your two roles <laughs> he's only ever been two movies I've seen them both pretty um, pretty impressive alright thanks bye. for listening everyone bye
Yo, it's about time someone stood up to Auntie Eleanor. But you, not me. Oh, God. She can't know I was ever here. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revelhorwood, Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.